Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Do you have to give up making money to be enlightened? Does your business have to be a contribution-based business and able for you to be able to maintain your personal standards of happiness and peace? Today, I want to answer those questions for a longtime client of mine, and I hope that it answers it for you as well, because I want you to know that the money, business, enlightenment, all those things, they just go together. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So I've got this question came in from a longtime client of mine, and she is a very successful entrepreneur, business owner, um, and uh, a luminary really unto herself. And her and I have been bantering, training together, and she's been training under me, et cetera, et cetera, for many, many, many years. So she says, I've got a question about moving my business, Matthew, from survival to enlightenment. A little context first, she says, I don't talk to my clients directly about enlightened consciousness. I talk to them about enlightened principles for sure. But sometimes I can only go so far due to our time together, their interest and the issues that we're addressing, etc. So I can't always elaborate on enlightened concepts as much as I would like to or as much as I see an opportunity to do so. Sometimes it makes me a little frustrated because I wish that I could get into all of this with them. But they've, you know, come to me to, you know, they've they've come to my office to deal with an, an immediate issue that needs my attention. It's as if the enlightenment work may need to be done at a different time or in a different format to set the foundation for our work together. Well, this is what I want to say. So, first of all, if presenting enlightened perspectives is inspiring to you, then I 100% recommend that you start doing that on a regular basis. And what you'll find is, is that doing so creates alignment within you and in the world, that the world itself will start to step away from you because they don't want to be a part of that. And the people that want to be a part of your enlightened framework, they will just step right in and they will be more synergistic. But it's important to know that you want to, you want to clarify with anyone that you are going to be presenting an enlightened perspective to that they're interested in being in a thriving state. So you've got to get people to first decide they want to be in a thriving state. And that's that goes with anybody. If, if it's our children, if it's our husband, our spouse, if it's the people at work, you can't just start espousing all of these enlightened principles. It will actually be destructive and disruptive to those people unless there's some kind of of agreement or um, let's say a implied understanding that those are the ways that we're going to relate with each other to just drop the bomb of enlightened perspective on people can actually be a little bit disruptive. So, you know, her question is, do I set a time to lay that foundation um, initially? The answer is probably yes. And then also recognize that there's going to be certain people who won't even get the context at all. So you got to put it in a context that makes sense for them, which might be happiness, effectiveness, peace, joy, certainty, those kinds of things. Uh, our people are our experiences that people can be aligned with. She then goes on to say, number two, the thought of shifting my marketing material to reflect 
an enlightened perspective is daunting. How does a business professional update their marketing material while still addressing the basics of their work? She says, in my case, I work on strategy and operations, HR, marketing, and leadership, buying and selling companies, and my clients care about that. And that's what they want to talk to me about. That's what they're coming to me for. So they, they don't want something too fluffy. They actually want something practical that'll make a powerful shift. How do I do that, Matthew? How do I start talking about the, the enlightened perspectives with the people that I want in it in, let's say in this case, in a marketing fashion? Well, here's the deal. The deal is that your clients want the experience of the enlightened process because anyone who is coming to you Anyone who's dealing with you is generally going to be magnetized to the ideas and the and the thoughts that you promote. But if you are, in fact, a in a business that is about a certain topic, you can bring in the value of the happiness, the peace, the non-resistance, the flow. You can bring in the value of that. But you, but really, in the end, it's tactical. It's pragmatic. It's all it's about the hard results. And you need to be honest about presenting those things. Mixing them together often creates a blurred message and sometimes it diminishes your credibility. And this goes with any of us. We've got to, in general, recognize that when I'm in a business setting or when I'm in a setting, let's say raising my children, or if I'm in a setting with my family, each of those settings has a very specific language set. And what what is so powerful about being in an enlightened state is the ability to shift into each of those different language sets into the context of those situations without resistance yourself. Now, the world doesn't need to be saved and nobody needs your enlightened perspective. So you don't have to bring them up. You can just be in your enlightened state while dealing with your children. Be in your enlightened state while dealing with your business. Be in your enlightened state while dealing with your family. You don't have to. You don't have to constantly be pushing people in the direction of what it is that you want. Number three, she says, I want more money. As I mentioned above, I am inquiring into my goals and the purpose of using an enlightened framework. Um, she was referencing earlier in the email that she had uh, uh, watched the enlightened goal setting process and it really sent her into a different way of thinking about things. She says that my drive has always been about being famous among female entrepreneurs and making a difference for them so I could make lots of money for the difference that I make. And she said, it's easier and more comfortable for me to focus on making a difference. That being the case, I can honestly say that I have the essence of what I want in my life now. So obviously, she's been watching the, the enlightened goal setting process, which is about, can you find the essence? Can you get into the essence of what your desire is and experience that fully even though it might not be here on the macro level, it's certainly here on the micro level. So she says, I can honestly say that I have the essence of what, what I want in my life now. People recognize me from my videos, my webinars, my emails, etc., And people are extremely grateful. So there's that, that quality of recognition. So in that way, she says, I'm following the process of enlightened goal setting. When it comes 
to profiting from my contribution, I struggle with keeping an emphasis on profitability. And thanks to my debt, I need to make a lot of money in my lifetime. As I see it, I have about 25 more years to make it big, to make big money. I'm 45 now, Matthew, I gotta get on this. How do I focus on revenue and profit while staying balanced with my enlightened state? And that's the key. Your enlightened state actually gives you the capability of being balanced and making practical, pragmatic decisions. Making money is one domain. Business and marketing is another domain. Delivering your business is another domain. Each of these has different language sets. Each of them has different uh, intentions. They have different context. But what happens is you take your enlightened perspective, which is all is well, and you lay that over at the top of all these domains. And when you do that, what you find is you operate more effectively in each of those domains. Do you need to have a contribution-based business to maintain your enlightenment? Absolutely not. Can you be in a business that is, um, in essence, low conscious? Uh, if we use Dr. Hawkins scale, low conscious, can you do that and maintain your enlightenment? 100% you can. Is it going to take more effort for you to maintain enlightenment if you are constantly immersing yourself in low conscious situations? Yeah, just it takes more practice. But you know what? That's okay. It's okay to practice that. Now, you may come to a place where you say, I only want to operate in this enlightened framework. I want to feel good all the time. I want to know that all is well all the time. I want to be in this incredible state all the time. And then there might be some changes that you need to make or adjustments you need to make in the way that you do things in order to make it more effortless for you. Can you be in a contribution-based business and make money? Yeah, that's what most businesses are. Do you have to be in a contribution-based business? Can you be in a business that is, uh, you know, survival-based and still make money? Yeah, you can. Can you maintain an enlightened framework and all of that? 100% you can do that. The key here is to recognize, in the case of uh, my friend who wrote me the email, to recognize there are moments where you get to present your enlightened framework. And it's very joyous and delicious. And those are very special people that you connect with. But I suspect if you start adding in some of the soft qualities into your marketing, joy, happiness, peace, satisfaction, fulfillment, if you start putting more of those into your marketing and you then correlate them to the hard um, you know, dollars and cents and profitability and sell your business and be a, you know, be a baller in your community and whatever that is, you start putting those things together, then it's likely you'll find more people that are interested in having enlightened conversations with you. All right. So for you watching this video right now, I got a question for you. Where do you need to be implementing more enlightened perspectives in your life so that you can maintain your enlightenment, even though you might be active in all kinds of survival pursuits? What area of your life do you need to, to put some more enlightened perspectives in so that you can feel good, feel confident while doing the brass tacks, pragmatic things that we all have to do to live our life? Leave me a comment below. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. That's this book right here. And I'm wondering if you would like this video. Will you do that for me? You watched it all the way through. Will you share this video with your other 
enlightened friends, with your other spiritual hooligan friends? And will you leave me a comment? Because that's the stuff that tells YouTube that this is a video other people should be watching. And your likes and your shares and your comments have been making a big difference in the spreading of this message. And I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for collaborating and participating with me in that way. Now, if you're not a part of my um, subscriber base, then you know, press the subscribe button, press the little bell button. That'll give you a notification when I make a new video. And I really encourage you to come join us over in the Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of people like you and me. We're all communing, chatting, talking, bantering about these types of ideas. We would love to have you in that group. I'll put the link below. Thanks again for tuning in to this Daily Enlightenment.